Hello, everyone. Welcome to the One Flesh Podcast. My name is Haas Rauscher. The goal of the One Flesh Podcast is to help young men find a girlfriend and get married. I want to help them build a marriage worth having, a marriage that lasts. Uh, I'm going to do that by uh, talking about difficult marriage topics, uh, having guests on to discuss their marriages, what works, what doesn't work, uh, and basically just spreading the good word about marriage. That's my goal. Uh, I also have the Sunday series of the Purpose Podcast, where I try to help men find and fulfill their purpose. Uh, those post on Sundays. One Flesh episode posts every Wednesday. Uh, today, we are actually going to have a very quick episode. Um, I just smashed a workout, and then I am uh, very hungry, and this needs to be posted tonight, and I'm already late getting on the mic. So um, it's going to be quick, but uh, baby update really no update it's been a week uh yellen's been fine like literally the easiest pregnancy i've ever heard of um honestly uh and she would say that too it's not just me being uh dense or dismissive it's really been incredibly easy and we're very thankful for that very blessed that we didn't have a whole lot of issues honestly when she got pregnant she's kind of a um she's very tough but she's a person that when she gets sick she just gets sick like really sick and so um, I was very worried with the pregnancy that she was going to be miserable uh, for nine months and in turn make me miserable for nine months. But uh, it's been very good, like absolutely amazing. Um, so everything's going well. Uh, nursery paint is going up. Uh, I am very proud of her. I have not touched a paintbrush uh, yet at all. Uh, and that was my goal with this was to not have to paint. So um Somehow I tricked her into doing all the work, which makes me very happy. So, um, anyway, uh, everything's going good with baby, uh, baby shower is coming up pretty quick. We're doing ours pretty early because January is kind of insane for everybody. So, um, our baby shower is going to be pretty quick, uh, registry. I may post the registry on the podcast, uh, Instagram. I don't know. A lot of people have asked me for it. Uh, might as well. Don't want to buy me things or I guess not even me things. If you want to buy baby things, you can buy baby things. Um, that'll be cool. But, uh, we don't know the gender. We're going to wait until, uh, actually like three years old and let it pick. Uh, that's kind of our plan, um, is, you know, let it decide. Uh, until then we'll call it it probably, um, or thing, maybe it thing. Um, those will be its pronouns until it decides, but No, we're going to wait until birth and uh, see what it is. It's going to be pretty exciting. Uh, Anyway, that's the the baby report. So I had kind of a fun idea. Um, Of course, I didn't prepare for this because why would I? Um, That would just be silly to to have a plan. Um, So I didn't prepare for this, but I I thought it was pretty funny. Um, I looked up, I think, what do young men want to know about marriage? And I found a BuzzFeed article that says top 25 tips. Uh, for marriage and I can already tell you that BuzzFeed it's it's gonna be bad this is not gonna be a productive episode I don't think um this is gonna be a look at those sad miserable people and laugh uh episode probably I don't know I could be very wrong but I haven't read any of them um so we're both gonna go into this blind and I'm gonna read them to you and we're gonna laugh because uh, I feel like there's a lot of bad advice in here <laughs> I feel like there's going to be a lot of bad advice. So this is going to be a pretty funny uh, episode, I hope. So, uh, oh, it says couples who got married young are sharing their experiences. 
and it's super important. I could tell you this is going to be this is going to be awful. People will always have their own idea of what's the quote unquote right age to get married. So we asked the members of the BuzzFeed community about the things they want people to know about getting married at a really young age. Uh, oh, dear Lord. <laughs> Number one, at 19, I married a 43-year-old man. Uh, I wish I understood how we would never be on equal footing. Being in a relationship with a much older man at that age made me grow up a lot faster in ways I wasn't ready for yet. Yeah, no kidding, huh? Um, it also stunted my growth in areas that I should have been experiencing as a young woman in my twenties. Uh, it wasn't until after my divorce at age 30 that I was able to really grow and become my own person. Um, <laughs> and then there's a stupid gif of gif, gif, whatever you call it, uh, of a woman saying I can make my own decisions. Yeah. I mean, 19 and 40. Yeah. Uh, mm, okay. <laughs> we'll just leave that one there. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, you weren't on equal footing really. Um, that's <laughs> anyway. Um, number two, <laughs> I met my now husband in college when I was 19 and he was 20. We had an instant connection. And when he proposed on our first date on, okay, I accepted, but we kept it quiet for about six months. Both of our parents told us we were too young and they didn't respect our feelings for each other. We ended up having a very small and inexpensive wedding that we paid for uh, on our own. It says that we have been married for 18 years now. My advice uh, to people is to trust your gut. Sometimes you just know. Yeah, I mean, cool. Uh, I don't know the values of this person, um, but that's awesome. If it was really their first date. I mean, it sounds it sounds like... Uh, she said we kept it quiet for about six months. I mean, that sounds like you dated for six months and then decided to get married. I mean, yeah, you proposed on on the first date. But yeah, no, I actually endorsed this. Um, so, I mean, yeah, they were 19 and 21. So they waited two years before they actually had the wedding and stuff. But uh, actually, this mentality is A plus for the mentality. I don't recommend that you propose to women on the first date. Uh, it's probably not a good idea unless you're like, I don't know. I mean, I could see that like on a sitcom, you know, like Ross proposing to Rachel or something like that on the first date. Uh, and it would be funny. And of course, because it's a TV show, it would work out. But I don't recommend it. Um, but yeah, this is the kind of mentality on your first date. You should be thinking about marriage. You shouldn't you shouldn't propose, but uh, you should be thinking about marriage on your first date. That's why you should be dating is to get married. Excuse me. Sorry, guys, I just went and did a workout and I'm out of breath. Uh, it's always a bad idea to do that before I record, but I didn't really have a choice. Let's see. Yeah, we've been married 18 years now. My advice is to trust your gut. Sometimes you just know. Yeah, um, agreed. Like I said, I don't know the values behind this person, but those are the kind of values that you need to look for is if you get married at 21 and 23, uh, you need to stick to it. Um, don't get a divorce. The first one was awful. First one was terrible. Let's see. It says, I got married the first time at 18. Um, eh. uh, let's see. The biggest thing I learned is that when you go straight from your parents' house to married life, you never really get the chance to solidify your own identity. Uh, you're forever identifying yourself as someone's kid, someone's spouse, someone's mom. After I got divorced, I didn't really know who I was on my own, and so many of my interests were my ex's interests. 
I went and re retried everything to decide for myself who I am and what I like dislike. Of course, this is terrible advice. Um, yeah, the biggest thing I learned is that when you go from straight from your parents' house to married life, you never really get the chance to solidify your own identity. Yes, good. Um, that, you know, not that you should jump straight into a marriage. If you want to live by yourself for a little bit, you can. Uh, but yeah, exactly. You don't solidify your own identity. Uh, you want to figure out what you like when well, you know what you dislike to an extent, but this whole thing of solidifying your own identity, we actually had an episode on that recently. Um, let's see, let's see if I can pull it up. My phone might die. Um, let's see. Uh, wow. I can't get to my own podcast quick enough. It was actually pretty soon. I think it was, uh, it was actually the last one. Yeah. Lose yourself. Find love. Uh, one flesh episode 32. Uh, you shouldn't look to solidify your own identity. That's not what you should be doing. Um, you should be looking to meld your identity with somebody else's. That's why it's called one flesh. Uh, I've talked all about this, Mr. And Mrs. Rauscher or is Mr. And Mrs. Haas Rauscher. So the last two episodes, uh, go listen to those, uh, not just because I want the listens, but because uh, it's relevant to this. Um, this person's mentality about marriage is all wrong. Um, and, you know, it's it's not just on her. It's on her husband, too, because I guarantee you her husband's mentality on marriage wasn't right either um, because he should have been pushing to be one flesh, not two separate people. Um, and when I say pushing, I mean should have taken a, re a leadership role. Uh, let's see. After I got after I got divorced, I didn't really know who I was. So I don't know how long they were together, but, um, when you get married, get married with the goal of becoming one flesh, uh, not solidifying your own identity. So bad advice. Uh, don't listen to her. She doesn't know what she's talking about when it comes to marriage. Um, let's see. Number four, we got married at 22 and 25 and started having babies two years later. Do we regret it? No. Would we recommend it? No. Everyone is different, but we had to learn how to be adults together. We had to make all those big decisions like careers, housing, parenting, and finances at a time when we weren't emotionally mature enough to do so. Uh, we love each other deeply, and we will be celebrating our 20th anniversary this year, but we missed out on adventures and fun mistakes uh, that take place in your 20s and your early 30s. Um, yeah, I mean, this is actually good advice, uh, but you need to ignore the ages. So it says we got married at 20 and 25 and started having babies two years later. And then it says uh, we weren't emotionally mature enough to do so for the careers, housing, parenting, finances. Uh, literally, maybe it's just my circle of friends. Um, by 25, everybody was emotionally mature enough to start. Oh, I say everybody. Uh, most people, if they were trying, if they were intentional, they were emotionally mature enough. Uh, this is also why getting married even younger is excellent. Um, you need to make sure that you, uh, you need to vet the other person, um, and you need to make those decisions together. Um, but to me, this is a little bit of FOMO, um, and maybe, and again, this is just one quote on a website. I don't know this person, but to me, they probably struggle with a little bit of FOMO and, um, probably are a little bit ungrateful for their circumstances and, I would say that their definitions of uh, fun and purpose, honestly, like we talk about the purpose podcast, but this, uh, this, let's see, we love each other deeply. I don't know if this is a man or a woman. Um, started having babies two years later. 
Um, I feel like if it was a woman, it would probably say kids. Uh, or if it was a man, it would probably say we started having kids two years later. Let's see. We love each other deeply, and we will be celebrating our 20th anniversary this year, but we missed out on the adventures and fun mistakes. Um, yeah, this person, I think, is focused on the wrong thing. Uh, it says we missed out on the adventures. What do you consider an adventure? Um, this is something that I want to do a podcast on with probably Forrest Cooper later uh, about like the definition of adventure, because I'm sorry, but uh, maxing out credit cards and... Um, you know, dicking around in California and, and Europe, that's not really an adventure. An adventure is something that really, really tries, uh, tests you. An adventure is something that tests you. This is, we're going to go out and we're going to do something that's going to take a lot of grit. It's going to take a lot of fortitude. It's going to take discipline, but it's going to be so much fun along the way. Uh, and that joy is found in the hard times uh, that you're on. I mean, think about old adventures. Like if you wanted to go on an adventure, it was into the unknown and, you know, Lord of the Rings. Um, that's an adventure. Uh, that, that's kind of, that was a Jordan Peterson phrase. Now that's an adventure. Yeah. Um, let's see, uh, you know, Lewis and Clark, like that's an adventure. I'm sorry, but, uh, going to clubs all the time and, you know, traveling with an empty credit card is not an adventure. An adventure is having kids or, uh, being married, jumping in with faith. I think an adventure requires some level of faith too. Um, so like I said, I think this person is just a, a little bit of FOMO and a little bit of mis, uh, misplaced priorities maybe or misplaced gratitude for what they've got. Uh, again, I don't know this person, but just off of the advice, it's good. it, it is good advice uh, in the way that you need to make sure that you're prepared. Like make sure you're prepared to a certain degree to handle the things that you're about to do but treat them like adventures. You know, it says we had to make all those big decisions like careers, uh, housing. I mean, they got married at 20. So, I mean, they're 20, they're 25 and 27 having kids. I mean, after 30, the, the rate of complications like really goes up. Does it not like 35 maybe? Um, I mean, you're 25 and you're 27 you grow up. Um, I don't know what you were doing, you know, 22, I guess for uh, normal is a bad word, but if you're on a normal college track, that's like right when you're getting out of college, but, um, grow up, you know, grow up, you, you got married right out of college and you started having kids two years later, you should already be on a career path. Um, housing, parenting, finance. Yeah. Figure it out. Um, grow up. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, this is a, this is a difference between being married and being a, oh, there is a difference between being married and being a spouse. My ex-husband and I got married when, uh, it's just anytime I see like ex or divorced, it's like, okay, so we're supposed to be taking your advice on marriage because you failed one. Um, anyway, uh, <clears throat> my ex-husband and I, uh, got married when he was 20 and I had just turned 24. He actually enjoyed being married, but he wouldn't follow through on things our family needed from him as a husband. Uh, he wanted complete control over the finances at first and I didn't mind until he didn't like working. So he just stopped showing up. Uh, he would also lend his mother our rent money so she could buy weed and alcohol and pay for her phone bill, uh, causing us to incur late fee late fees on our own bills. Uh, yeah, you married a bum. Um, you know, you married a bum and, uh, this is one of those, if you're a man or a woman listening to this, number one, this is why you should focus on leading. Uh, women can lead in a marriage too. A lot of times that's 
a different form of leadership. It's a lot of time it's it's leading by following. Uh, but this sounds like you. Uh, I mean, I got married when he was twenty, and I had just turned twenty four. Um, it sounds like I don't know if you dated with the intention of being married or. Um, I mean, it sounds like you didn't vet this guy. I mean, let's talk about the five purpose criteria for getting married. Uh, religion, money, family, health and fitness, and substance abuse. Religion, money, family, health and fitness, and substance abuse. So he lends his mom money for weed. You can't tell me that he's not smoking weed at that point. Um, this has got to be somebody that smokes weed. Uh, he Until he didn't like working. Um, so he just stopped showing up. Yeah, I mean... You know, I'm sorry this is ex-husband. Uh, I still believe marriage is for life. Uh, you probably could have and should have stepped up and, and took more of a leadership role. Um, but yeah, you married a bum, and you should follow the five purpose criteria. Five purpose criteria for before you get married, and then after that, um, step up and lead. Uh, a lot of people, when they run into situations like this, um, you have to be intentional in your marriage and you have to step up and lead. And I know this sounds like Monday morning quarterbacking, but, um, I feel like I have a good marriage for a reason. And a lot of that is because we both have stepped up and, and, and led in our marriage at different times. Uh, this is not two individuals coming together. Uh, it is one flesh. So it says, uh, you know, the way I think about marriage is, he wanted complete control over the finances at first, and I didn't mind until he didn't like working. Uh, well, that's not a he thing. I mean, it is to a certain extent, but now that's a we thing. Like, when you when you think about it, it's like, how do I... This is me now. This is not... Divorce is not an option. Uh, this is me. This is us. Um, one flesh. I need to fix this. Like, we, we've got to... I've got to step up, take a leadership role, and figure something out here. And some people are just... It's tough, um, which is why you should put a lot of thought uh, into your marriage before you get married. And again, you know, he was 20. <clears throat> he was 20 and she was 24. Uh, Yeah. Women, what are you doing dating younger men? Why would you do that? That's dumb. Don't do that. Don't date younger men. What? No. Um, <laughs> That's funny if you if you know. But uh, let's see. I w <clears throat> Sorry. Let's see. Uh, I was married at 19 and I thought we knew exactly, we thought we knew exactly who we were, but I was divorced by 22. Okay. Um, because he and I were just not on the same page. Oh, look, in terms of finances, education and work, uh, I took more time to travel, had more experiences and really dug into my job. I didn't have another relationship until I was 28 and I'm now married to a man who is on the exact same page. Uh, yeah, I mean... Number one, it, it, it says, because he and I were just not on the same page in terms of finances, education, and work. Okay, well, you have to fix things in your marriage. I mean, it, it is work. And she says, now I'm married to a man who is on the exact same page. You know, I'm glad this guy's a little bit more uh, in line with what you're thinking. And it sounds like maybe you did a little bit more uh, evaluating before you got married the second time. Uh, but regardless uh you're gonna have to do work don't expect to get into a marriage with no work if you want it to be a deep one you know what i'm saying like a, a, a good marriage comes from deep work i mean deep work so or sorry 
you know, a deep marriage comes from, from work, good work. Uh, if you want a deep and, and long lasting marriage, um, I mean, you just got divorced. It sounds like there was no, like, unless you're hiding something, unless you're, you know, not saying the full story, not to accuse anybody, but I mean, you only have a certain amount of space to write, but it says I was married at 19 and thought we knew exactly who we were. Um, but I was divorced by 22 because he and I were just not on the same page in terms of finances, education, and work. Yeah. So, and uh, again, I'm a fan of getting married young because then you get to figure out who you are with this other person. You both get to figure out who you are. So it sounds like you didn't get married again until you were 28. It sounds like you learned a lot more about finances, education, and work. Well, you should have been learning together and again, fixing those things. Anyway, move on. We got a lot of these to do. This is number seven. Nobody will be happy for you or root for you. Nobody will be happy for you or root for you. We got engaged at 17 and married at 19 so that we could build our lives together. We've grown as people individually and as a couple, and it's been an amazing journey. Everyone sees us as such a wonderful couple now, but we really missed the excitement and celebration from others early on. You know, I like this. Um, it says, you know, there's a little GIF. Uh, I'm going to call it GIF because it makes everybody enraged. Uh, it says, I want them to be happy for me. And it, you know, I kind of felt this a little bit. There were a lot of people that were kind of happy for us. I mean, we didn't get married. We didn't get engaged at 17, but, um, we, you know, we moved off to, off to college, uh, a ways away. And I was 18 and she was like 19, 20. Um, there were some people that had doubts and, you know, uh, doubts are fair. Doubts are fair. Uh, at the very least, you know, if you see a couple doing this, you should be pressing for those conversations, religion, money, family, health and fitness, substance abuse. Uh, where are they at? But these people worked it out. It says we've grown as people individually and as a couple. Uh, I like that as a couple part and even individually, like um, you are one piece of the one flesh. So uh, it's more like a, uh, I don't even know if it's like a, a pyramid or a Venn diagram or however you want to, however you want to picture it. But, you know, a human body has, has two legs. You're, you're, you're one of the legs or, you know, a human body has a left and a right. You're the left. That doesn't mean how am I putting this? You do have to grow individually to grow as a couple. Like you have to focus on the things that you can do yourself to contribute to the couple. Uh, but it needs to be in context of the couple. Um, it needs to be in context of the couple. So when I go and I do my workouts, I do that because I want to be a really good husband and I know it's going to help my wife. I know it's going to help my family. So growing individually is good as long as it's in the context of a, uh, uh, of a couple, but I endorse this number seven. Uh, we really missed the excitement and celebration from others early on. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, but, uh, show them, um, you know, for us, it was a big motivator. It's like, Oh, you don't, you don't like what we're doing. Uh, not only do we not care, but we're going to be wrong and it worked. And again, those people, those people had every right to be skeptical. Uh, but they were wrong. Um, we proved them wrong and it was good. So let's see. Number eight, I got married at 19. And to be honest, it was the greatest thing that happened to me. I think there is a misconception that if you get married young, you don't realize or understand the difficulties of marriage before you get married. My husband and I knew uh, each other practically our whole lives, became best friends and dated for four years. We had multiple discussions with each other, with our parents, 
uh, and with other married couples about marriage, we understood what we were getting into and wanted to clap. Uh, yes, this is the advice. This is good advice. I got married at 19 and to be honest, it was the greatest thing that happened to me. I think there's a misconception that if you get married young, you don't realize or understand the difficulties of marriage before you get married. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people think that young people don't understand. And, uh, I mean, look at how many 30 year olds that don't understand. I think it's a person by person person basis as far as how they treat marriage. I think it's a cultural thing. Um, I think that some people don't understand the importance of marriage and how difficult it is uh, and that the difficulty is the point. Um, but I think that's a cultural thing, not even an age thing. Like, yeah, you don't get married at, you know, 15 or whatever, but, um, you know, 18, 19, 20, uh, it's not too young if you're intentional about it. The five purpose criteria, religion, money, family, health and fitness, substance abuse, uh, you walk through those and if you take them seriously and you understand what marriage is, that it's for life, no divorce, um, you'll have a good marriage. If you're intentional about it and work on it every single day, uh, you'll have a good marriage. And I like that. Number eight, you get, uh, you get a clap. You're awesome. Let's see. We married when I was 19 and we celebrate our 25th anniversary this summer, but our, on our second anniversary, we were told we quote unquote won because no one thought we would last more than two years. If you choose to make bets with others on how long the marriage would last, do not tell the bride or groom ever. <laughs> um, this is, this is kind of funny. Um, yeah, somebody was betting on how long the marriage would last. That's poor form. Um, it is, but I mean, don't, don't be I me. Mean, you're going to write a buzzfeed thing about it. I mean, whatever. I mean, you're married at 19 and 25th anniversary. This is, this is awesome. Um, good for you. But on our second anniversary, we were totally won because no one thought we would last more than two years. I mean, it's funny. <clears throat> you proved them wrong. Let's see. Uh, number 10, my partner and I got married on a whim after dating for about five months when I was 21 and he was 25. There was no buildup, no wedding planning, no announcement. And you know what? The next morning we realized with relief that the only real difference was our tax status. Uh, eight years later, we joked that we're still actually just boyfriend and girlfriend. Uh, I can't say for sure if wedding hype is a contributing factor to divorce rates, but it was really nice uh, being able to take our time. You know, I want to I want to hate this. Uh, and I'll tell you the reasons that I do, but also there's actually kind of a point in here that I think that they're just drastically missing. Um, so th what they're setting up is this kind of life cycle of getting married of we were dating and then we got married and then they're saying it was just the, t the different tax status. It's not just the different tax status. It is something different. Um, you've made a promise. So <clears throat> on the attribute of marriage, it says, uh, we're, we're still actually just boyfriend and girlfriend. No, you're not. Uh, I mean, I mean, <laughs> the, the, the person that wrote this is Satan's shouty. So uh, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> let's see. Eight years later, we joked that we're still actually just boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. I mean, eight years later, you're doing, you're doing all right. Uh, but Anyway, the point is marriage is not just a change in tax status. It's not just legal paperwork. Paperwork. Uh, no, you become one flesh. You make a promise to one another. But um, when you do get married, it should be a big step. But it, you shouldn't be two different people um, after you get married. It should be a growth. And that's why intentionality when you're dating is very important. Um, you should be two people coming together. 
uh, under one, you know, in one flesh, but um, it shouldn't be. What I'm trying to get at here is that a lot of people, <clears throat> you hear them say, oh, well, after we got married, everything changed. Well, number one, yeah, everything's going to change, but a lot of people will go into this dating phase where they like, they're just trying to get married. And then after that, they stop trying hard. They stop doing all these things. Um, you know, a lot of people say date after you're married and that's, that's good advice in the sense that, um, you should have been doing those things. It, it date dating's not the point. So like taking your wife out on dates, like a weekly date night. Uh, I've said this a thousand times, but I got that wrong. Credit to Scott and Ellie, but dating your wife and buying her flowers and telling her, you know, giving her compliments and laughing and doing all those things that you do when you're dating. That's actually for marriage. It's, it's not, it's, it's not for the dating stage. It's for marriage. Not saying you can't do that when you're dating. You should do that when you're dating. That's the whole point of dating is to do those things, but you're doing that for marriage. You're not doing it for dating. And then marriage is something completely different. No, um, you're showing them what it would be like to be married to you. That's that's the point of dating is you're getting to know one another, uh, you're determining whether they would be a good marriage partner, and then you're showing them what it would be like to be married to you. Uh, so, yeah, I agree with what they're saying. Like the the gist of what they're saying is that oh, it was just another day where the same the same people were doing the same things when we from when we were dating to when we were married. Um, yes and no. There is a component of that that is true. In the, in the ways that you should be very intentional when you're dating and you should treat it as, um, you should treat it as this is the time where we decide whether we're going to be good in marriage. And this is the time where we demonstrate what it would be like to be married to us. Uh, married to you or I, let's see. Number 11. I met my partner in 2002 when we were 22. Uh, we got married in 20, uh, 2004. The primary reason we got married so young was immigration. He was from the UK and we met uh, when he was studying abroad in California. I already don't like these people. Uh, we knew the odds were against us, so we didn't take ourselves too seriously. I never changed my name. We didn't exchange rings until 2009 and we have never merged our money. For us, the key to lasting was flexibility, independence, and being comfortable doing things non-traditionally. <laughs> okay. I mean, you've been married for a while, but uh, I don't know why. I mean, if you're going to do this, I would just get a roommate and then not have to deal with women. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I mean, get a roommate. Uh, that's that's what this is, you know, uh, for immigration. The key for uh, for the key to us lasting was flexibility, independence and being comfortable doing things non-traditionally. You still haven't come together. You're not, you're not, mar you're not married. Uh, and this is a big problem with society today is just the definition of marriage is not there. It's like marriage is not a legal binding. Marriage is coming together as one flesh, being one unit to raise children uh, and being one unit inside of society. <clears throat> that's why it's Mr. And Mrs. Haas Rauscher. That's, that's why is because you're one unit. Um, you take the man's name because he's the leader in the, in the relationship. That doesn't mean that he's any more important. Uh, drastically not. Uh, he's, he's no more important than the woman. You can't continue on your unit, uh, without the woman, uh, contrary to popular belief, only women can get pregnant. So it's not to say that the woman's any less important, but you take on the man's name. Uh, you become one flesh. That is why, 
uh, so that you, you come together and you work those things out. Uh, for us, the key to lasting was flexibility, independence, and being comfortable doing things non-traditionally. Um, again, I don't want to just rip these people. I don't know these people. Um, but it's like, tell me you're swinging without telling me you're swinging. Like, um, flexibility, independence, and being comfortable doing things non-traditionally. Uh, gross. I want to throw up. Um, anyway. Uh, we met and fell in love at 17 and got married at 23 when I finished my master's degree. Because he is in the military, a lot of people assumed it was because I wanted his medical benefits or I wanted to lock him down before he deployed. <laughs> uh, even family members and friends made derogatory comments about me uh, becoming a military spouse, a dependa, I think is what they called him. Uh, our marriage has survived four military moves and three years of fertility treatments. Uh, the hardest thing about marrying young was that most of our friends were or are single and it became difficult to relate to people our age. Uh, this is actually good. I like this. I know I laughed about the Dependa, but that's just because it's a meme. Um, we met and fell in love at 17 and got married at 23 when I finished my master's degree. Yeah, I like this. Um, school, it's okay to wait for marriage before school. I've made arguments as to why you shouldn't. Uh, it's not a huge thing with me as long as you get married. Um but no, this is, this is good. Uh, you know, we got married in the military, uh, wanted to lock him down before he, he deployed, or you give him something to fight for. Um, you know, uh, I don't, I don't mind this at all. I like this a lot. Number 12, uh, slow clap for you. Uh, poetry clap snaps, golf clap, whatever it is. Uh, our marriage has survived four military moves and three years of fertility treatments. Uh, the hardest thing about marrying young was that most of our friends were or are single and it became difficult to relate to people our age very much so um you know it is kind of it is kind of nice having single friends just because uh you know you can invite them over and they're typically always free to hang out and uh you don't have to worry about liking their other significant other um i mean you do eventually because we want them to get married but it's also nice to just have a friend that uh you don't also have to enjoy their their girlfriend or their wife like uh, cause that's always tough is when you have a friend that you get along with really well, but their wife is just a pain or their boyfriend is just awful. Um, so yeah, but it can get hard to relate to people. Um, really it, it does, especially when you watch them make mistake after mistake after mistake in their romantic life. Um, or they're just not taking responsibility. They're still out clubbing. They're still out doing all that stuff. And it's like, I don't, you know, for me having a kid, it's like, I don't really want you around my kid, actually. Um, if, if this is what you think, you know, this, this is what your values are. And if this is the kind of example you're going to give my kid, I, I mean, yeah, I guess everybody needs that uncle, but, uh, thanks. Um, it does get kind of hard to relate, but we, we love our single friends, um, dearly. And, uh, I think it's important to have have those friends that you can help and that you can mentor. You know, I, I've always said that uh, I think the key to deep friendships and deep, re deep relationships is either uh, both conditions need to be met. I think either they can help you or you can help them preferably both. Uh, and so, you know, single friends, um, you can, you can do a lot with that, but it does get, it does get difficult and you do need to find married friends. Uh, you do need to find married friends to where you can talk about those things and relate with other people. Let's see, 13, I was 19. Let's see, how much time have we been? 35. See, I told you this was going to be short, and I lie to you every time. 
let's see i was 19 he was 23 in the army stationed overseas uh i left college to marry him sorry i wasn't even paying attention i was 19 he was 23 and in the army stationed overseas i left college to marry him uh because i knew that's where my future happiness lay everyone and i mean everyone said we were too young uh and it wouldn't last i'm 68 he's 72 we just celebrated our 49th wedding anniversary we are so lucky to found each other so young excellent um we love this perfect these are the people you listen to about marriage you don't listen to that guy that's been divorced three times uh tell him to get bent you listen to number 13 here on this buzzfeed article i was 19 he was 23 and in the army stationed overseas uh this is intentional this is intentional and these are people that have worked it out you think they haven't gone through hard things you know i think about that number whatever it was where it's like we just weren't on the same page you think that they were on the same page Think they were on the same page about everything? Absolutely not. Uh, do you know 68 and 72 year olds? Do you know any of them? Uh, half of them are not on the same page. Uh, 80%, 90% of them are not on the same page. Um, this is what you should aspire to. Number 13. Let's see, 14. I got married at 18 with my ex deploying to Iraq and us discovering that we were pregnant. Uh, well, it says X, so we know. Uh, nobody warned me about how we would grow into absolutely different people over our twenties and would end up hating each other by the time we reached 30. <laughs> nobody warned you because that does, it's, it's like not the way it happens. Like you have to do something intentional for that to happen. It's like, oh yeah, by the way, you're going to hate each other at 30. That's, it's not real. Um, you did something for that to happen. Uh, I spent many years afraid of leaving, uh, from mental and emotional abuse, that's not good. Uh, but we have finally come to terms with the fact that we are completely different and 11 years later have nothing in common anymore. I'm so thankful that we were able to separate on good terms and we both live happy, healthy relationships now. Um, I mean, this is conflicting and this is part of the problem with our culture today. Uh, what do you classify as abuse? I spent many years afraid of living of leaving from mental and emotional abuse, but then you also talk about how the good relationship is. So if you really were abused, I'm sorry, that's not good. Um, that is one of the sticky parts of like the no divorce thing is, is like abuse. Um, I still haven't fully worked that out yet, but, um, it says, you know, it says we're on good terms. Uh, what do you classify as abuse? You know, a lot of times like people are, people are not trash, but we're sinners and we're fallen. Um, I I would be the first to admit that uh, I'm pretty like I can be really manipulative. Um, I can be like very manipulative, and it's not to just like pat myself on the back. I can also be arrogant, but it's just because I I argue well and I'm pretty smart, and so uh, I can typically take the argument any way that I want it to, and it <laughs> I'll argue until I'm right. I mean. I'll argue until you give up. And so like, I can be pretty manipulative. Uh, and sometimes people like it can borderline like emotional or mental abuse. Like if you want to call it that, I don't think that's abuse. Um, but it's like, what, what is your definition for abuse? Is your definition for abuse that your, your husband's a sinner and, uh, you have things that need to work out and you need to lead him through not being such an asshole. I mean, is that, is that what it is or is it actual abuse? So like if you're, if you're going to get married um, and I, I mean, men, I think like men have a problem of not identifying abuse when it is actually abuse or at the very least uh, not identifying tyranny when it is tyranny um, and women, I don't know. Uh, but 
think very, very hard about whether this is like abusive or <clears throat> um, something that can be worked out. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm not trying to downplay any sort of any victim. I know I, I have no victims. I know. Um, I mean, I don't I don't want to just out people, but uh, I have very, 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 very close relationships with uh, people that have had emotional abuse in past relationships. So, um, yeah, it's, I, I, it is real, uh, but learn to distinguish because again, this is, this is kind of conflicting. I don't know this person. Um, if you were actually abused, I'm very sorry. That's not cool. Uh, he should be beaten <laughs> mercilessly, I guess. I don't know. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't like people who, who abuse, uh, but also define abuse because if you're, you both have happy, healthy relationships and you're separate on good terms now. Um, that makes me wonder if it was just, you know, y'all two fought a lot and um, something needed to be worked out. So anyway, uh, but yeah, it says nobody warned me about how we would grow into absolutely different people over our 20s and would end up hating each other by the time we were 30. Nobody warned you because it's not a thing. <laughs> I, I, I mean, not it's not something that just naturally happens. You're, you're acting like the, oh, Oh, duh, you know, like, oh, of course this was going to happen. No, um, you did something to make that happen. You, he, whatever the case, did something to make that happen that you hated each other by 30. Um, let's see, 15. I'm 15 years into a relationship with one child. And I hope that into a relationship and you have one child, not a relationship with one child. Uh, and the only reason I'm still here is because of our child. My partner refuses a divorce, refuses to seek counseling and is still doing the same things he was doing when we first got together. Uh, I had just turned 18. He's six years older. Uh, it's better to wait until your mid to late 20s to consider a serious relationship with children. At least let your brain finish developing. This sounds like you're not in like a great situation. Um, it says I'm 15 years into a relationship with one child. Uh, again, I don't know. It says, and still doing the same things he was doing when we first got together. Well, I mean... Again, I don't know what it, like if this is, again, caveat, 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 n abuse is bad. And I would beat every abuser with a hose mercilessly if I could. Uh, and I mean that, but uh, if this is like an abuse thing, I get it. Uh, and it's not good, but uh, we st still doing the same things he was doing when we first got to, then why, why did you get married? I know you're just 18, but um, let's see. It says he's six years older. This is, it's important to evaluate those criteria. It's important to be intentional on it. Uh, but even after the fact, um, he says he refuses a divorce, could be a manipulator. It could be somebody, you know, holding somebody emotionally hostage. You have a kid, uh, refuses to seek counseling. Uh, this guy sounds like he needs an attitude adjustment and a tune-up. Um, but the first step here is still to take ownership. Uh, what can you do? What can you do to make this better? What can you do? It sounds like you've already tried to help him get counseling. What can you do? Uh, and how can you really make it work? And, you know, I've talked to people that have the no divorce mentality like I do. Uh, basically, it doesn't mean that you have to live with them the whole time. Basically, what it means is once you're married, you're you're married. What, what God has put together, he cannot separate. So, like, marriage, again, is just not an option. So, like, let's say you get the kid out of the house, but you just don't remarry. I mean, you're celibate from that point on. That's kind of the point is, like, you don't, you still treat that as a marriage under what conditions varies. Like if this is an abuser, um, 
I don't recommend staying in the same house with an abuser, uh, be in a different state, but marriage is marriage. Um, so again, haven't worked all those things out yet. I won't tell you that I have answers, but this sounds like a sucky situation. Um, it says it's better to wait until your mid 20 mid to late twenties to consider a serious relationship and children again, ages, age is indifferent. Uh, what these people are saying is wait, make a better decision. That's what these people are saying is make a better decision. Uh, be intentional about it. A lot of these people attach age to it because we've kind of given this, uh, we've kind of given this arbitrary measure of responsibility that coincides with age. And it's not true. It's just not true. I know 27 year olds that, uh, I would not trust with my child, let alone any of my tools. (laughs) I mean, um, just because somebody's older doesn't mean they're smarter. Uh, which is why I kind of don't like this whole setup of what age do you need to be? To me, it's about intentionality, the five purpose criteria, religion, money, family, health and fitness, substance abuse. Uh, age really isn't that big of a deal. Uh, and unless, of course, unless, of course, you have, there's a 20-year gap, obviously. Anyway, um, number 16, a few months after my husband proposed, we went on an engagement moon, uh, a vacation we took to relax during the stressful time of wedding planning, real. Uh, weeks after we returned, I found out I had gotten pregnant on the trip. Although we were engaged for well over six months at this time, people completely disregarded that and assumed that he only proposed because of the pregnancy. Little did they know we had already suffered through a miscarriage together earlier in our relationship and planned on trying to start a family immediately after we were married. Uh, yeah. And I'll be the first one to admit that I didn't do the, the, my opinions on uh, a dating life cycle. Now I didn't follow. So, uh, this is not a, it is a kind of a do as I say, not as I do, but more of a, I made a mistake and I'm trying to help you not make that mistake, uh, again. But, um, this is why like sex before marriage and living together before marriage is just not a good idea. Um, because things like this happen and it, it delegitimizes the marriage to some people. I don't think it delegitimizes the marriage to you. Uh, I think that if you're having sex before marriage, you should get married as soon as possible or learn from that. And if it's not the right person, uh, wait, you know, get out of the relationship, stop having sex with people and then go get married uh, and don't have sex with that girl until you get married. Like sex before marriage causes way more problems than, than what it ever provides benefits. It really does. Uh, and that's been shown to me. Um, experience that uh it it causes more problems than what it solves uh and that's for sure so yeah uh it sounds like they've they've worked it out though miscarriage i'm sorry to hear that that's not good that's really sad but at least you're sticking together let's see number 17 my culture isn't like this but this definitely speaks to my husband and mine's story sorry Uh, Our families have a history of marrying young with long, healthy marriages. We married at 22 and 23, and we have a son. We're so glad that we can fully enjoy and participate in his childhood without having to worry about our age slowing us down or presenting potential issues when we decide to expand our family again. Excellent. Uh, We love this. Yeah, get married young and have kids young. Um, I've never understood the aspect of like, oh, I'll wait till I'm 35 and have children. Um if that's what happens, it happens. I'm not looking down on you if you're 35 when you have kids. Uh, but it's also like, well, 35 plus 18, what is that? Uh, five, you know, 10 plus eight. So 45 plus, so 53, you're gonna be 53 by the time your first kid is even in high school. 
uh, you're setting yourself up to be 60 with, you know, kids in college. Like if it happens that way, it happens that way. And I know it's, it's more about your personal like fitness and health. Um, you know, don't, don't sit on your ass and eat Cheetos all the time. And, and you'll probably be a pretty healthy 60 year old. Uh, but also why would you set yourself up with that? Like, I don't, I don't get that. Have kids young, be young when you have kids. Uh, then you do have a life to go live with your marriage. And honestly, that means you can influence your grandkids. That means you can influence other people. That means you have money in your 60s instead of spending it on college. You've already spent that money. You have money that you can go and share with the community. Instead of blowing all of it in your 20s, start doing responsible things in your 20s. And then in your 60s, you can be an asset to your community even more so. Uh, so And you've already got the kids. You've already put the kids into society. You already raised up your kids good. Uh, get married young. Yeah. Number 17. Uh, good job. Let's see. Number 18. I was 21 and my husband was 23 when we got married. We grew up extremely conservative and were pressured by purity culture to wait until marriage to have sex. I already don't like this. We dated for three years before getting married. And while we were still young, we felt like adults and we couldn't imagine waiting any longer. We've now been married for six years. And while it largely worked for us, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> Um, the negative effects of purity culture on our sex life are still an issue. And we've had over a year of therapy. There are some things that could have been solved by understanding each other's sexual needs and desires other earlier on in the relationship. What are you, what are you talking about? So I get, I get what you're saying. Uh, you waited until you waited to have sex until marriage. Uh, we've now been married for six years and it largely worked for us. So, I do understand. We dated for three years before getting married. And while we were still young, we felt like adults uh, and couldn't imagine waiting any longer. We've now been married for six years. And while it largely worked for us, I still wouldn't recommend. Well, if it largely worked for you, why wouldn't you recommend it? Um, uh, let's see. It's You did all the right things. You just have the wrong mentality about it. It says the negative effects of purity culture on our sex life is still an issue. Um, we've had over a year of therapy. There are some things that could have only been solved by understanding each other's sexual needs and desires earlier. Yeah, no kidding, huh? Really? Um, I mean, even if you're both, uh, I don't even want to say professionals, but even if you're both well experienced uh, in the bedroom before you get married, you're still going to have to understand each other's sexual needs. Like, that's, that's part of marriage. Uh, and that's what makes having fun in a marriage so great is that you get to have a lot of fun and... Uh, you get to explore other their sexual needs. Like that's that's the whole point. Um, like it's it's been proven with statistics. I mean, lies, damn lies, and statistics. But I'll just make one up. Screw it. They're all fake anyway. Eighty-five uh, percent of couples that are happy about sex have marriage. Or uh, what, am, what am I saying? Uh, marriage couples are twenty times more likely to be happier with their sex life than unmarried couples. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> or couples that wait for sure. Uh, I know I'm making up statistics, but no, it really has been proven with statistics that like people that have sex within the confines of marriage and especially ones that waited are much happier with it. And it's number one, it's because you don't have all these like thoughts of like, Oh, you know, this person or this person or this person. Number two, it's because it's safety. It's, it's assurance. You don't have to worry that, um, you know, you're going to, ask for or do this one thing incorrectly uh they're gonna think you're weird and then they're just gonna go away forever um you don't have to worry about that so 
again, it's we've had over a year of therapy. There's some things that only that could only have been solved by understanding each other's sexual needs and desires earlier on in the relationship. Yeah, one hundred percent. And you know, honestly, I haven't been a Christian for very long, and I and I I say that. I mean, I've been a Christian for a long time. Uh, haven't been saved for very long, but always knew about Christ. Consider myself a Christian, but I haven't been an adult Christian, like adult Christianity, for very long. Uh, and I took a, a a big stint out of it, you know, not being in the church, didn't really grow up in high school in the church, but, uh, I could see this and I don't, I don't want to indict, you know, my brothers and sisters that I go to church with and all that stuff. Um, I don't want to like indict them. And I know that, like I said, a lot of, it has been proven that a lot of Christian married couples are like happier in their sex life, but I could see this being an issue, uh, very much so if it's, if it's like, these things are bad and having fun in the bedroom is bad. And those like baseline desires are probably in every human, especially with a culture where it's so widely like known about and accepted uh, to be just an animal <laughs> in our society, honestly, um, that I could see that being really, really tough of if, if you're not open and honest with your partner about what you want, what you need, uh, if you're not giving, uh, then I could see that causing a lot of issues. I, I mean, I know it does. And I could see that causing issues like amongst Christians specifically. Uh, I don't know. That's a thought I haven't explored yet. I haven't asked anybody, but you don't really go to a Baptist church and be like, hey, so what do y'all think about sex? Um, that's not really what you do. Uh, but yeah, I could, I, could see, I could see this being valid. But that doesn't mean that you tell people not to do it. That means that you work it out. If it largely worked for you, then good. Like, figure the rest of it out. Uh, anyway, um, 18, eh. let's see. Number 19 in my culture, getting married at a young age is accepted and expected. We're all about starting families. So you can have gratification in your lifetime from seeing them grown and married. Also, we're super family oriented. So we believe that starting our own is a privilege and that it's something beautiful to want and build with someone from a young age. Uh, it promotes a lot of character development because you have a goal in mind which is to be mature and responsible enough to start a family. Love this. Um, let's see. This says totes Tina 26 is who posted it. Um, I almost guarantee you this is somebody that is not your, your typical. This sounds like a woman. Why did it? Uh, I mean, it says totes Tina. So uh, let's see. Yeah, this, I I would almost guarantee you that this is not your run of the wheel, you know, your run of the mill um, standard American person. I, I almost guarantee you this is some sort of immigrant or even somebody from a different country, uh, or like Amish. Well, I mean, if they're Amish, they're not going to be on the computer, but, uh, I guarantee you this is a different culture. Uh, and it's a good culture. We're super family oriented. So we believe that starting your own is a privilege and that's something beautiful to want to build 19. You win. Uh, this is really good. It promotes lots of character development because you have a goal in mind, which is to be mature and responsible enough to start a family. Well, I, I've got to go back and find that one that, uh, what did they say? Uh, we missed out on the adventures and fun mistakes to take place in your, yeah. We had to make all those big decisions like careers, housing, parenting, and finances. This is a person, number four, this is just a person that didn't want to grow up. Uh, number 19, they had the right mission in mind. Uh, grow up, grow up. Uh, let's see. Number 20. I'm LDS <laughs> Mormon. Ooh, okay. Uh, this is where we get taken off the internet. 
I got married at 19. Funnily enough, uh, I didn't get married for sex, pregnancy, or religious reasons. I got married because I'm so madly in love with him, and we are in a good place financially. There's always a harsh stereotype that we got married because we were brainwashed into it. We were fully capable of making our own decisions, and we thought long and hard about it. <laughs> so as I stereotyped in the beginning, um, did you see that that Netflix documentary? That was interesting. Uh don't mean to be mean. I just make jokes, but yeah, this is great. Uh, got married because I'm so madly in love with him and we are in a good place financially. So excellent. There's always a harsh stereotype that we got married because we were brainwashed into it. Yeah. That happens with Christians a lot. Um, and Mormons, I don't know if Mormons are considered Christians. I literally know nothing. So, um, don't judge me please. But, uh, it happens with religious people a lot of like, Oh, you just got brainwashed into it. And I even used to kind of parrot this of like, you know, they get married so quick because they just want to have sex. Uh, I used to think that a lot, and I was wrong, very wrong. Um, let's see. And even if that's the case, like you should be physically attracted to your partner and you're married because you just want to have sex, like good luck, but you're going to have to work a bunch of stuff out. So um, no, number 20, you did good. Sorry I left you being in LTS. I was very worried about what I was going to read next. Uh, let's see. Don't stereotype based on Netflix uh, documentaries. Sorry, number 20. You're awesome. Let's see, number 21. I was 22 when I got married, and I grew up in the Bible Belt of Texas. Already don't like this. So it was definitely encouraged to get a ring before spring, i.e. get engaged before the spring of your senior year of college. Uh, I like that. Get a ring before spring. I like that. Uh, however, despite that, a lot of people were actually discouraging us about marriage, uh, harping on how much work marriage is but we're still so in love 12 years later. Yes, I like this. Um, it says Mal Powell Red, Mal Powell Redman. Anyway, um, yeah, so I like this a lot. Uh, despite a lot of people, yeah, how much work, Mary? This is what I, dude, I, I have a very hard time holding my tongue, uh, especially at work. Like, especially at work, especially at work, um, when I hear guys, and I, I say at work, not just because there's a lot of them, but just because that's the one place I can't really say much of anything. Uh, but when I hear older guys that just bitch and moan about their marriage and complain and complain and complain and tell us, oh, yeah, don't ever get married. It's uh, it's like prison or this and that. It's like, dude, you're just lazy. You're just lazy. You don't want to step up and be a leader. Maybe you don't know how, which is why I'm doing this podcast. But I mean, there's read the Bible. I mean, my podcast is just another way. Um, but there, there's so much advice out there for you. Uh, you're just lazy. You're just lazy. I hate that. I hate it so much when I hear guys talk down about marriage. Um, you know, well, you got to marry the right person. I got the wrong person to an extent. Yeah. You weren't intentional about your marriage. Own your mistakes. It's not all their fault. Own your mistakes. You made a mistake. Um, own your mistakes and fix them. Don't just complain about it. Anyway, uh, I'm not going to rant, but yeah, number 21. Cool. Uh, let's see. Uh, to get a ring before spring. I like that. I'll be telling all my college buddies that. Uh, number 22. Let's see. I had an arranged marriage. Wow. Uh, this is a banger. Uh, let's see. I had an arranged marriage at 18. He was 20. It's really nice to have someone go through the same aging process with, 
Uh, we are in our 30s now and are probably more comfortable with each other than we ever have been. Uh, gray hair, weight gain, it doesn't matter. The love is still there. Awesome. Um, <laughs> I like how I'm stereotyping at the beginning and then it turns out great. Uh, makes me look real nice. Uh, let's see. I had an arranged marriage at 18. This is this is actually like super mega based uh, arranged marriages. Like I don't know that I would ever do that for my kids and I don't think it's just a great culture. Uh I think suggested marriages are fine. Like, oh, yeah, we know this guy, whatever. Uh, but like arranged marriage where it's like you and this person must marry because he gave me, you know, $50,000 or something like that, that. That's a little weird. But those people stay married um, one way or another. They stay married. Uh, that's for sure. So it's cool. I mean, you made it work. Arranged marriage. You got together. You treated marriage uh, deliberately. You had it, a lot of intentionality. Um, you're comfortable with each other. It says gray hair, weight gain. It doesn't matter. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll take that. You should still love them, whether they're fat or skinny. Um, thank God I have a wife that, that thought that, uh, cause I was definitely fat at one point and she loved me, but, um, gray hair, weight gain. It doesn't matter. It does matter. Uh, it makes things a lot easier when you're not fat and lazy. Uh, it makes things a lot easier when you're giving your best to the marriage. So that that's kind of what we'll end on. That was the last one. Um, it says, let us know in the comments. I'm definitely not typing in these comments. But it, it does matter. Um, it matters who you are in your marriage. It, it really does. It matters how you show up. Uh, you should be intentional about it. And it's an everyday thing. You know, weight gain is not, it's not good for you and it's not good for your marriage. Um, slowly getting more and more like you care less about what people think about you and you just say stupid stuff all the time or whatever it might be typically you let your you let your health go it matters should you love them through that yes of course you should because you made a promise but love doesn't mean acceptance um that's not what love means love does not mean acceptance uh a lot of times that's the best way to lead somebody through something is accept who they are and and lead them in a different direction love can be acceptance but love does not equal acceptance that is not what that is. You know, you look at some of the trans stuff nowadays. The people that really love those people are the people that don't accept it. The people that refuse to accept lies. Um, that's Those are the people that really love those people. Um, I'll end this on a, on a spicy note. Love does not equal acceptance. If, if, if your husband or your wife gains 60 pounds, you don't have to accept that. Um, you need to treat them with respect. You need to love them through it. Uh, a lot of times that love may be the only thing that pulls them through it. Ask me how I know. Um, but that does not mean that you have to accept it. You do not have to admit that they're healthy. You do not have to admit that uh, even that they that they look stunning. Um, you don't have to admit those things. You don't have to lie. Love does not mean acceptance. Uh, love means leading them. And <laughs> love means uh, caring about them more than you care about yourself. Uh, love means um, doing the things necessary, uh, making sacrifices so that so that you've put them above yourself. Now I'm struggling for a definition of love. Look at that. Uh, but I'll, I'll I'll say this: love does not mean acceptance. Those are not equal. Um. Yeah. So maybe I can't define love easily right now with all the words, but it doesn't mean acceptance. So I'll end it on that note of uh you should still love them through that but doesn't mean that you have to accept it and that doesn't mean that you get to 
that doesn't mean that you get to leverage your wife into having a fat, overweight, uh, asshole of a husband because she has to love you forever. Absolutely not. Um, absolutely not. Love is maintaining yourself. Uh, love is um, showing up the best that you can every single day for your significant other. Uh, and if you don't do that, um, you should. So anyway, guys, a uh, little bit of a spicy episode. This was a fun episode. I actually really enjoyed this. Uh, I'll post this uh, this website, this 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 link. Uh, I'll post the source. Uh, I'll post the source in the uh, in the description so that you can go and see it for yourself. Uh, this was really fun. I liked this. So anyway, guys, I appreciate it. Tune in next Wednesday on the One Flesh Podcast. And uh, tune into the Sunday series on, you guessed it, Sundays of the Purpose Podcast, where we help men find and fulfill their purpose. Uh, this was a good one. Share this one. I feel like people are going to enjoy this. Uh, all, the, all the based people, um, they're really going to enjoy this. I think this one's going to be a good one. So share it. Uh, if you like it, let me know. Go follow me uh, on Instagram at the underscore purpose podcast, and I'll holler at y'all later. Thanks.